0: You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Spotlight on E-Women, the place for everything E-Women Network. Entrepreneur, enterprising, enlightening, and exciting. Please welcome your e host, Phyllis Smith.
1: Hello and welcome to Spotlight on E-Women Network. I'm Phyllis Smith. So, So happy to have you here. So today is the day for no more excuses. Just stop it. Stop it. And because we tend to look at our circumstances and think that we are not able to fulfill our dreams, we're not worthy, come up with any excuse that you want, but stop it. And today's guest, my guest today, um, I can tell you she has overcome quite a bit. Um, she uh, had overcame a traumatic injury uh, at one time, coupled with a heart-wrenching divorce, uh, where uh, she had to give her husband, uh, ex-husband uh, full custody of her four-and-a-half-year-old child. Um, but I have to tell you, she has since recovered, and now she has turned it all around, and she now helps others uh, fulfill their dreams so you can do it too. So, um, we're going to start off first hearing this uh, really uh, incredible story of of transformation um, you know, from this victim to uh, somebody who's taking control of her life and help others. Please welcome Wendy Darling.
0: Uh, thank you, Phyllis. It's really lovely to be here.
1: Well, we're so happy to have you and you are in l a now, correct?
0: I'm in Carlsbad, California, further Uh, south, more just north of San Diego.
1: Okay, all right. So there's been some issues in California with the weather this year. So hopefully, there have been.
0: Yeah. I've been fine. I've known people that have been affected by our fires. We've now just been drenched with a lot of rain. And at least down here, we're okay. There have been mudslides and some pretty nasty things a little further north but yeah everything's good other than it's a little chilly and a little damp
1: yeah well that's unusual for california but it is winter so yeah yeah it's Um,
0: okay no complaints
1: yeah good well, good, and we're happy to have you, and you, uh, you actually, Dallas, we're in Dallas, and so this is your old stomping ground. Um, it is. Yes, and so this, uh, really, your story of your troubles initially began back in 1990 when you were traveling from Dallas to LA, and uh, you were consulting with a Fortune 100 company at the time. Uh, you were sick. And then something terrible happens. So tell us exactly what what happened and what were the circumstances?
0: Yeah. So I was consulting back then. I had been, I started my own business in 1981 and was doing corporate consulting, primarily focusing on um, leadership and team development in some ways what I do now. And um, I was a type A behavior kind of girl. So I was the show must go on regardless. And I was really, really sick. And so despite my best efforts, so I went outside the Dallas airport to get some fresh air. I had been really sick to my stomach. And unfortunately I passed out. I fell over a ledge and I fell over 25 feet. and, and, The good news in some ways is that I landed on my right leg, and my right leg was shattered. I had multiple surgeries and didn't know for about 11 months if I would walk again. My back was broken. And then I was later diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury um, that took a very long time to recover from. But it was while I was in the hospital around the four-week mark that my former husband chose that time to say he no longer wanted to be married now in all fairness we had issues i certainly contributed to that i don't want but the timing of it kind of um and so then um it was a long recovery um as i mentioned 11 months just to know if i would walk again which i do and because uh and then we went to court and my former husband was awarded full custody of our son, who, as you mentioned, was only four and a half at the time. And that's really when I broke into a whole lot of pieces, because there were a lot of things I enjoyed and was proud of, but nothing like being Adam's mom. And and I will say also that's all worked out eventually too. Um, and so it wasn't until later that I discovered I had a traumatic brain injury because there was so much other trauma in my physical, um, in my physical state. And brain injuries weren't as prominent um, today, then as they are today. Um, So interestingly enough, though, it was my mom who suggested that I learn how to meditate. Because at that point, my life was blank slate. Anything that I could have said this is my identity was no longer in existence anywhere from my body to my business to my marriage to my being a mom and I was probably aware enough just barely that I can remember that first week and I was at Parkland Hospital in Dallas. Um, That first week I thought to myself what decisions and choices have I been making that got me to where I am right now? And this was even before all the other stuff happened. And what choices am I going to have to make from this point forward to dig me out of this hole? And I didn't realize that the hole was still deeper.
1: Uh, let me, let me stop you there for a moment. So was it the, let, let me just go back first when you're, your child is yanked from your life. Um, I can't even imagine anything more traumatic than that. Um, and you said your life was in pieces and your mom came to your, to your aid and said to meditate. So just tell us, so at, so when you were in pieces, just paint that picture for us. What, what did that look like for you?
0: <laughs> you know, it kind of represented what my body looked like. Um, I, I, Something honestly, when the judge awarded custody to my former husband, I honestly something snapped inside of me. I literally could feel it, Phyllis. I could feel this activity in my brain spinning. It's as if because especially what I know now about how the mind works, it was looking for a file, a category to put this in, and there wasn't one. And um, I, 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 I was a puddle. I you know I had been successful, I had been you know fairly confident um, and i I couldn't function. It was the first time that I really reached out for help saying something's really wrong, and I don't even know what to do about it
1: What was it that that gave a judge the uh, made the judge decide that you were not a fit enough mother to Take care of your son. That's so rare that the mother doesn't have custody or at least joint custody.
0: Yeah. um, Well, I was in East Texas and it was at a time where men were also starting to be um, given custody. There was a trend back then. Um, I didn't know it. And, you know, Phyllis, it was a question that I can't even tell you how many hours, you know, the why question, how could this happen to somebody like me? And it happened. You know, there were a couple of things that they tried to use um, that um, I was starting to wake up to my spirituality. So I was journaling and they tried to make it look like, first of all, they tried to make it look like my accident was a suicide attempt, which it was not. Um, they tried to make it look like I was crazy because I was journaling. Um, so,
1: sounds like it, East Texas.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So you know,
0: we could. It happened, and um, and it was. It took a long time before I said, "I'm not going to figure this one out." And I had to learn. Um. Acceptance. And, you know, the journey with my son, there's so much more to obviously to this whole situation, but the journey with my son, you know, um, as a mom, um, there's nothing like a child's love, you know, and the unconditional love that I got to experience was just so extraordinary. And Adam actually taught me about love in many ways and we actually went from living in one home to two to two cities and eventually two states and what surprised me more than anything was we were we were good. We stayed connected and it probably surprised me more than anything. You know I um and I'm so grateful. I my son and I actually have a lovely relationship today. And he ended up moving back to Texas um, his senior year, which you can imagine is tough. Um, and there's just a whole lot more to that story. But it was, it was a huge journey um, in, in terms of learning, truly learning the expansion of what unconditional love really means and to experience it. It was a journey in me finding me because I had to look at what was off in my, what I call the inner inner Rubik's cube of who I was that created this misalignment, that created this experience. You know, I don't really believe in accidents and yet I had a walker of one. And for all of this to happen, you know, my prayer back then was simply, okay, God, you know, what is it that I need to do? Who do I need to become to dig, begin digging out of this hole? And I remember saying, by the way, if you could just help me find an easier and faster way to do that, I promise you, I will pay it forward. And, you know, the good news, it didn't happen overnight, but my wish got granted, which I'm very grateful for.
1: So how much, so I hear you, you started journaling, you were journaling, you were meditating because you go (laughs) from being in pieces and there's something, something that comes from, maybe it's just being in that lowest point, but was it the self-awareness through the journaling through the meditation, is that the key, the self-awareness of understanding how you got to where you are to then being able to move forward? Is that the key? Was that the key? Yeah, for it really was. And
0: it, you know, um, something I didn't mention yet is I grew up in an environment um, where my mom was very highly critical and abusive. And so my sense of self and self-worth was actually quite low. Now, on the outside, you would not have known that. Um, I was doing all the things I was supposed to do. You know, I went to college, I got a couple of degrees, I ended up getting great positions and then starting my business at a pretty young age. And so on the outside, you would have thought, wow, you know, this girl's got a sweet life. And in many ways, I did. But I didn't really know me. You know, I kind of think of uh, the pretty woman line where she, no, I'm sorry, it was Runaway Bride. And and if any of you didn't see the movie or if you remember, she, she really didn't know who she was. And there was a line in there that Richard Gere confronted her saying, you don't even know what kind of eggs you like." And she went on this journey. And then when she met up with him, however long it was, she said, I liked Eggs Benedict or whatever she said. And and it was kind of that, Phyllis. I really had to peel back the layers. I had to go back to the to the things that I thought I loved, the things that mattered to me, what was really important because I was living life based on what the outer world was telling me, as opposed to my inner world and my heart. And so it turned out to be quite um,
1: a laboratory of experiences. What tools did you use? So, I, so here's, I guess, what I'm getting at is that I'm, for people who are listening or even watching this right now, and you might be in a situation like Wendy, you know, in, that, in despair where you think life really sucks, really sucks. And oh, I wish it could be better and it could be better, but I don't know what to do, where to go. I believe that we have to sometimes have tools. It's not nece- it's not magic that we have to work at this. So just you know, what tools overarching did you use to help you get to this pl- point where you said, I'm peeling back the layers. What help did you get to help you peel back those layers?
0: Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, I first started meditating and I started journaling. Um, I really reached out for help. It's when I got involved in personal growth work. Um, I I did some counseling. And part of my journey, Phyllis, that I speak of more openly now, is I started to receive my healing gifts and transformational processes that I use today. So I was my first guinea pig. Um, I, you need to know that when this started happening, and it happened as a result of meditating. Because at that time, quieting my mind was an oxymoron. And I remember telling the person who was teaching me how to meditate. Every time I almost felt like my mind was going to relax, I felt like I wanted to sing. And he looks at me and he said, well, sing. And I started laughing because I said, you don't understand. I actually have people in my life that ask me not to do that. <laughs> and, and he looked at me again. He said, just sing. And so I got into that space. And I allowed myself to, quote, sing. And it's melodic. And Phyllis, for the first time, my mind started to relax my body started to relax. And so I was living in Dallas. And as you know, we have big things in Dallas. And I had this huge walk-in closet. And I would go into my closet and meditate. And, and because also, and do this sound work, um, because I loved the acoustics in there. And I would, by the way, I was really in the closet with all of this. You know, I was a Literally. very traditional, <laughs> I was, I was a very traditional consultant. And now suddenly I'm feeling things and I started to see energy. I started to recognize this was way more than just to help me calm down. And I was very self-conscious about it at first because I was not that girl before. And then I realized that God had given me such gifts. So I started experimenting with my friends. I started experimenting with whoever would let me. And I finally realized. First of all, I was given such a gift, and I can. Ha- I've worked with women that have been abused. I work with children with learning disabilities. I've worked in so many ways, creating freedom for people to finally live the life of their dreams and make their unique contribution. And so, I now I tell people, "Yep." Yeah, I see energy, I can see where you're stuck. I have a system that identifies the root cause of anything interfering, holding you back. And I tell people, yeah, I do it differently. Um, in certain situations, in some of the corporate work I do, I don't really right. do all of that. But um, because Like me, there are so many other people that don't realize that they have special gifts. You know, I didn't know. Now, those clearly were gifts, but it wasn't until I was in graduate school that I had a professor say, wow, you are an extraordinary diagnostician. And I was like, really? You mean everybody's not like this? Because I did not grow up in an environment that I was told what was good about me, or what I did well. And I was only told what I needed to do different or improve upon. And I think a lot of us don't realize that there's, I believe in my heart of hearts, that everybody, like our thumbprint, has unique gifts and talents, and our job in life is to discover what those are so that we can make our special mark. And I'm gonna,
1: Wendy, I'm going to cut you off right there. We need to take a short break. And when we come back, you're going to give us some tools uh, and some things that we can do now, um, right away, right after this, right after our this 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 podcast, right after this show, um, that we can actually start on now to live that fulfilled life. Um, and you actually have there's a formula you have in, in three areas of our lives. We're going to talk about that and you're going to give us some, you know, some advice on what we can do today to get started on each one of those things. We'll be right back. Calling
0: all speakers. Even the network has speaking engagements all over North America. That must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's
1: eWomenNetwork.com.
0: Welcome back to Spotlight on eWomen. Here's your host, Phyllis Smith.
1: Welcome back to Spotlight on E Women Network. I'm Phyllis Smith, and I'm having a wonderful conversation with Wendy Darling. Uh, Wendy had been through a terrible tragedy. She had a terrible accident, broke her back, had a brain injury, lost custody of her son. This was way back uh, when he was four and a half years old. But she, in that that in that trauma. Came forth through her work in meditation and um, journaling, and suddenly discovered she had her own healing gifts. And she now uses that and has been doing this for years now, uh, helping others um, using her gift and helping others find their own gifts. So, uh, Wendy, uh, was so uh, you know it's it's such a, a an interesting story and a journey that you've had. Um, so what I want to do in the time we have left is uh, you have a formula uh, for living the ultimate fulfilled life. And, and there's kind of the three L's, right? To live, they I mean really live and enjoy life. To love, um, you alluded earlier to how your son taught you how uh, to really love um, just uh, full, full you know one hundred percent um unbridled love and to lead just meaning to step up and step out of your box and uh, make a difference in the world so uh for uh what let's I'd love to start with first just to live right to to enjoy life well, that's easy to say. So what would be one thing you can tell people right now that if you, you know, how, how does one enjoy their life? I mean, what, what would be one thing someone can do starting today?
0: Um, the reason live comes first in that formula is especially for women, men too, but um, we have to learn to really put ourselves first and care for our, ourselves. It was very foolish of me to go on that trip to fulfill an obligation as sick as I was. So self-care is so critical for everybody to, you know, getting, I know it's spoken of a lot, but really getting rest, taking time for you, whatever that might be. You know, if that means, you know, I have a morning ritual that I absolutely almost all the time fulfill where I have a practice of gratitude. I I do my own healing work first thing in the morning, and I spend time in quiet. And I listen to the whispers of my heart and and get my marching orders for the day. And I really have cultivated that because I feel that when we really get in touch with our inner guidance system, life could not be sweeter. And um, when you feel that you have the whole universe at your back, it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, you say you you put you help put people in the driver's seat because so often, like especially entrepreneurs, you know, where we're working that we might have a family we come home to, you know, and then somebody's listening to this now and they might be saying, "I have no time." What do you say to them?
0: I say that's ridiculous. You make the time. When I was married, had a young child, was you know, my responsibilities were huge. I literally put me first. So on my calendar, I scheduled time for me and I also scheduled time to not schedule anything. Now I know that might sound funny, but I was a planner and so I, so I literally had time that was just for me. And especially if you have all those responsibilities, you know, I've had clients where I say you make agreements with your family that this is my time. And unless somebody is dying or the house is on fire or there is an earthquake, a natural disaster of some kind under no circumstances are you to bother me. So I think you have to create agreements mm-hmm. and, and also to set those kind of boundaries. Um, it's as you know, for those of us that are entrepreneurs, The work is never done, ever. That to-do list is just a forever generating gift. It uh, it keeps on giving. Right. And and so to really know when you're going to be when you're going to start, and when you stop. And I encourage you to make sure that you keep your work separate from the rest of your life. I've always I happen to work out of my home. I have a designated area. And I don't go into that designated area after a certain time in my day, So that's the live part. And then for some of us, me included, you need to schedule fun. Too often we get way too involved in our work and we start taking ourselves just a little too seriously. And I think to make sure to have fun. Now, fun for a lot of people is different for me fun is connecting with my friends, you know, the people that are the the people that matter to me most. And, and yeah, to maybe do this or that on occasion, but that's what's really fun for me. So you need to figure out, and if you don't know what that is, if you don't know what will nourish you and replenish you, start talking to other people to get ideas. Because we need to put our oxygen mask on first.
1: Okay. So your second part of the formula, once we're enjoying, learning to enjoy life, the second part of that formula is to love and to love fully. And you say that that is critical. Uh, love is critical to happiness and a fulfilled life of um, and success. So what do you say then to people who maybe aren't, don't have a partner, um, you know, they, um, you know, and, you know, it, it, love is bigger than the other person and being in love. So why don't you kind of explain your definition of love and what is one thing people can do today to start finding that love in
0: I think, today? Well, I think first of all, to find the place within themselves. And I think particularly as women, it's a weaker muscle. And, and to really be able, because it starts with us. And, and when we have love in our hearts, then we're able to spread it. And it really is one of the best medicines and, quite honestly, one of the best ingredients for success, in my opinion. And then, secondly, I do believe that having an intimate relationship is very important. And I think it's time for women who have been single for some time to welcome love into their lives, because there is a nourishment that exists that allows women to spread their wings even more and soar. One of the programs I have is called attract love now to really find what's been the interference preventing love from coming into your life. And I, I'm happy to say that we have a pretty good success rate going, but if you don't have a relationship, there are other ways. Like I said, get together with friends. If you need to find friends, find meetups or volunteers somewhere that nurses your soul and I think that taking that love into your work will make you so much more attractive and magnetic and it makes work so much more enjoyable you know one of the things that I feel I bring into helping create um, a healthier corporate environment is just that and and I do it in different ways but again when we take care of ourselves, when we really get nourished in love, where we're nourishing ourselves, I don't worry about women giving. I think we, as a whole, are masterful at that. What we really need to work on is learning how to receive.
1: Mm. That is for sure. Um, yeah, it's so easy to give, 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 and, um, and we do. And then we are depleted, and we go to right. bed. <laughs> We do right. our thing, we work, you know, we come home, we take care of others and it's like, you know, and our only source of, of joy is just that, is, you know, putting our head to the pillow. So, um, right. and and so I love what you say also too about intimacy because I think especially if it's a woman, you know, has been single for a long time, there is this tendency to say, well, I don't need anybody. And, and I think, you know, they sometimes... Um, you know, because you want that or you want intimacy, you know, that is a basic human need. And I agree. Right. And so there's no shame in that. And there's no shame in, in asking for that. And even if you're in a relationship and you're not getting the intimacy of what you want, and I don't necessarily mean sex, I mean intimacy, connection, then you have a right to ask for it because it is right. part of, of, of who you are in the basic human condition. Um, I want to, we're, we're going to run out of time in, a, in just a, a few minutes, so I want to hit on the, the third part of your okay. formula, and that is to lead. So to lead, yeah. you say, to find your gift and share it to make an impact. Why in yeah. the world? Why is that a part of your formula to fulfillment and success?
0: Well, first of all, I think that it's important for anyone. I believe that's why we're here on Earth. Is we We've been given gifts, talents to be able to cultivate, to make our mark and make a difference. That's my philosophy. And I think what's also really important in that there has never been a better time and also a more important time for women to step up and step out. You know, um, as we're recording this, the Golden Globes were just uh, aired recently, and Oprah Winfrey, and for that matter, the whole tone of the Globes were about women empowerment. So the stage is set, and the world is hungry for what we as women naturally provide. So, and the world needs more of what I consider the feminine aspects of contribution and leadership. So to lead, to feel, you know, first of all, you want to be authentic and and be yourself. And I think, you know, when we combine authenticity with love and then a little bit of courage and a little bit of action, I think that's when life gets, that's how we find our sweet spot. And so, to, for anybody that's feeling a little hesitant about stepping up, find others to support you that will support you and encourage you. Because I promise you, the world is needing exactly who you are and what you have to offer. It, we are not all meant to be identical. We are not meant, you know, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of teachers. Coaches, whatever, but there is more than enough for all of us to contribute. And I believe when we step up and step out, that's when we have the possibility of literally living life, what I call heaven on
1: earth. Hmm. On that note, we're going to end there. But Wendy, if anybody wants to get in touch with you so you can help them actually kind of peel away and find that gift, and they, 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 They don't maybe even know that they have um, and to live their life with uh, love and passion and enjoyment, how can they reach out to you?
0: Yeah, it's very simple. Wendy at wendydarling.com is my email and my website is
1: wendydarling.com. Lovely. All right, Wendy, it was just such a, a, I I loved talking with you today and learning about your story Mm -hmm. and, and just seeing all of that. um, Oh, it is a spirit that comes through. Um, I love your energy. And Mm -hmm. I think you've offered something really, um, really special today. So thank you so much. And um, I appreciate you.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm more than happy to be here and contribute. I've been an eWomen member for a long time. So this is really quite lovely. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you. You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network.